Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. Dave is MIA today, we hate him, uh, but we're here in Sydney Studios 301 with a very special guest. I'm here with Duke Dumont. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Neil. Where's, uh, where's Dave? What's, uh, what, 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 what's he doing? What's, uh, what's uh, better than I would, I would love to know as well. privilege of yeah. interviewing me. What's Mate, he doing? It's bullshit. What? I said to him earlier, I'm like, well, he's like, oh, I'm filming. He's a filmmaker. Uh, pathetic, some would say. Uh, have you heard of Eurovision? You know Eurovision, right? What's the deal with Australia and then Eurovision? Is it because of um, ABBA and just like the I don't. I mean, with... I don't, apparently, people get angry that we competed in it, right? Uh, no, no, if anyone, come on, <laughs> if you're getting angry about it, chill out. Well, um, the, the UK, I mean, I mean, we're kind of mutually hated amongst yeah. Europeans. And <laughs> we, we always do really badly. Have Australia ever won? I think the highest we came was like, what did, did Dummy M come second? Second, thank you, second. yeah. So I think a year ago no one, we came second. This no year one, we came ninth. No one really hates on Australia, do they? I mean, they hate the fact that the they're Kiwis, in it. The Kiwis hate yeah, it's kind of It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Canada and US with New Zealand and, and yeah, Australia. Yeah, but it's not like real rivalry. Uh, like, I mean, when it comes to sports, like, yeah. ro- like rugby union, we hate each other. Yeah. Cricket, we hate each other. We just hate each other for most things. Yeah. Um, we like to claim that they're actors and musicians are ours, like Lord and Russell Crowe. Yeah, suddenly become Flight of the Concords, yeah. Yeah. Flight of the Concords rip on Australia a lot, but it's fine. You know, living in living in America now, everybody thinks I'm Australian. They can't distinguish an Australian. Bullshit. No, absolutely serious. Well, listen to the, but, our voices right now. They're very no, different. No, 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 we're not, but we're in Australia. <laughs> and we, we are maybe slightly more aware of uh, the world. I mean, we <laughs> you don't have a, a sport and you call it the World Series when it only applies to one country. Thank you. So, Baseball, <laughs> what is that bullshit, the oh, World no. Series? This is an international podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love America. I, have- I do love America <laughs> and I love living there. I lived there for quite a second. But yeah, come on, it's called the World Series. <laughs> It just applies to America. We can, we can rag on, on America all we want, but unfortunately yeah. we only got here for about 20 let's, minutes. Let's talk about American foreign policy. Yeah, let's, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is why we're here, climate change, yeah, right? Yeah, because I'm a musician and I have a really great uh, knowledge of foreign policy and politics. Yeah, and, well, my I mean, e- and my ego is going to dictate my, <laughs> my narrow-minded opinion on how the world should work. Well, we, we could talk about talk new about music, c- but we can talk c- about North Korea. Let's talk about celebrity atheism, how... Mm. Was, uh, anyway, that's all my music. It was a little, for a little bit. <laughs> you are in Australia, obviously, for, for two festivals, Listen Out uh, and, of, and Adelaide's new festival called Oh Yes. Um, you're, you're playing with a lot of acts like uh, Mac Miller, Future, Bryson Tiller. Um, have you had time to check out the other acts on, the, on this bill? Are you excited to be here? Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, there's about three questions there. Um, number that's, one, no, that's number let's, one. Let's start you're excited. Backwards. <laughs> I've got a short-term memory like a goldfish. I'm excited to be here. I, I, I always like come to Australia. It's yeah. like once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, came here last year for Splendour in the Grass. Absolutely incredible festival. Mm. Um, it's amazing. It reminds me of, I've done Coachella a couple of times on, on the West Coast in America and it's a similar kind of feeling. It's very relaxed. Mm. And, you know, pound for pound, the 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 artists that played are, are you know, exceptional. So it's it really nice to play Splendour last year. Um, back this year, um, doing the rounds again. And, yeah, I, I always like coming to Australia. You know, it feels... Crazy thing about Australia, we, you know, it's very similar culture to the UK. Mm. Um, we we watch the same TV, we have the same. So not many people around the world have a similar sense of humour to uh, mm. to Australians and Brits. It's mm. the sarcasm. Yeah. It's the dryness. It's, it's the dry humour as well. Yeah, I just don't in America anymore. You don't what? I, I just don't. I just don't even try and. Be what do you funny. What do you watch when you sit down I, and watch American TV? Get, like what you go to? Show? Oh, American TV is excellent. Um, yeah, this is a great show. I'll give you an example. I was in New York. Um, I was very hungry, and. I asked the waiter for two cheeseburgers and I said, if I could have two cheeseburgers and if you can hold back on the judgment. <laughs> Didn't laugh. 
<laughs> did you, know, she, she look, you and say, did she look at you and just be like, why would I judge you? He looked at me in disdain. Really? He heard it. He just... It was in Brooklyn. If anyone's ever been to Williamsburg, it's probably hipster central yeah. of the world. You've got the Fice office, and it's like a Fice office is the epicenter. And then there's a lot of guys with beards. I've got a little <laughs> bit of a beard, so I'm, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> and it's, yeah, just, no. They just, they're not appreciative of it, are they? Didn't, Although, didn't, in saying that, didn't someone work, like... We, someone we, call like it, we call it bants in the UK, banter. Bants, yeah. Bants. Bants. Ha- hashtag bants. See, we, uh, there's, a, there's a very specific audience in Australia that think they know British talk because they watch a lot of Geordie Shaw. Yeah. So, mint... Bants. Don't judge us. Get mortal. Please it's, don't wait, but don't, 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 don't England <laughs> fucking hate Geordie Shaw? It is what it is. Which is what? Shit. I, I've actually, like, I've actually, I've done, I used to do a lot of shows in the UK. Yeah. I'm kind of exhausted. I did too many shows in the UK. Um, I used to meet like the girls from Geordie Shaw's and what's the other one, the Fallies. I, I, I never watched the show, so I've gone mm. with them, so there's no like prejudgment. Um, <laughs> is there a disdain for it? Is it the downfall of civilization? Is it the last days of Rome? Is culture uh, an ever descending uh, kind of graph, which is, get, you know, kind of peep with the Beatles and we end up with that um possibly um <laughs> do, is there is there hate for no you still don't if you, if you if you get enjoyment you know who am i to say yeah. what you get enjoyment out of and, and what you don't um but yeah if if, if you're classifying that the country as as that because mm. it feels like the two british shows that everyone can get around yeah you know the term get around right kind of, get around it yeah, get yeah, excited for kind it of, yeah. would be like you know monty python faulty towers and even like most of your ricky gervais stuff ricky yeah. gervais is got a pretty healthy audience in the US. I'm pretty sure he's in the middle of like a sold out US tour there. Yeah, I'm sure he is, yeah. 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 He's a big deal there. Yeah. My, fr- my favourite comedian, we, we get a guy called he's He's always getting in trouble. Um, Who's that? It's a stand-up called Frankie Boyle. He's amazing. I don't think I've heard of him. Frankie Boyle is incredible. He's always uh, getting in trouble on the BBC. He makes some of the most ridiculous jokes, but he, he's intelligent. Um, mm. He doesn't, he seems to not have as much of an ego as someone like Ricky Gervais. Um, and stand on soapbox. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's hilarious. Mm. I even like Russell Brand. I, li- I like that. Guy. Everyone likes Russell Brand, but it, these mm. days he's like he's Everyone. he's still funny. He's still doing shit, but like it's 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 almost like if you say oh, I love your stand up or I love your movies, he's like fuck you. Like my you know the trues. I kind of like that though. You know, he had the world at his feet, and he, I don't know. I I I, I, I respect um, I respect someone who has an ounce of intelligence, and he certainly is a an intelligent intelligent guy, and mm. you know. You know, he's, he's kind of preaching, but he's not at the same time. Mm. I, I kind of, I, I don't like people preaching all the time. Mm. No, no one knows what's right. No one yeah. knows what's wrong. But, but no, I like Russell Brown. We don't want to preach, but I mean, we are here to talk about This is called music.com where we haven't spoken about any music. We've spoken a little bit about music. <laughs> we'll talk about music now if you want, if we have to. Um, it's up to you. Yeah, you're, 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 you're <laughs> the boss. Well, um, you know, you've, uh, it's pretty well-known fact that obviously you used to make a lot of remixes. You put them on MySpace and Facebook. Too many remixes. Too many remixes. <laughs> especially yeah. in the early noughties, especially, I mean, at least in Australia, yeah. uh, dance kind of hit the mainstream in a big way, you know. And yeah. when you think of the big mainstream artists like Calvin Harris, Dave Guetta, Afrojack, mm. in the dance community, are these the big names for you, by that I mean, like, you know, they're, they're big to the mainstream audiences, but like, are these guys the best or are these just the most well-known? Or do they have the best businesses? Yeah. Um, you know, this, I know, I give you, um, I give you an analogy. I always use this analogy. I'm not just thinking this at the top of my head. <clears throat> um, who's the, who's the, who's the better act of the two, um, variables I'm about to give you, mm. uh, the guy that makes like the generic music. Um, however, 
makes millions and millions upon millions of people happy with the music and the comfort with familiarity that they have within their music or the guy on soundcloud who has two thousand listens but yeah or, or girl or girl um there's two thousand listens but yeah is making probably the most forward-thinking music that's mm. 10 years ahead of it. Who's who's the better act? I'm asking you the question. That's you, a lot of you, pressure, you, man. This you is, in the hot scene. I don't like being this. This is my show, and now I'm being pressured. Oh, God. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to say the latter, because yeah. you, you seem more interested about that. Is that the right answer? Uh, there's no right and there's no wrong. <laughs> uh, my, my, my opinion is um, they, they both serve a purpose. There's nothing wrong with popularity. There's nothing wrong with um, making people people happy or people getting enjoyment from from what you do but there is a slight responsibility to, to the art form to to keep on trying to push it forward and not just take and take and take and take you know it's like you know if you just take and take from something it's 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 it's, it's not you know things are culturally barren and that's kind of the world we live in right now we're talking about culture descending mm. and, you know I'm, and I'm, I'm guilty of that you know i've, I've, I've produced a song for Katy perry and i'm I'm using formulas that have been established mm. in pop music and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I see two sides to it, but no, there's no, neither of those acts, those type of acts I just mentioned is better than the other. Have you had that conversation with Dead Mouse? Because he will tell you if you're the douche who is just making music to make millions. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what's, what's everyone's deal with Chainsmokers, for example? You know, Mark again, Ronson. I, again, like, like, I just, like I just said, you know, it's, it's my, my ego is not going to tell because I I like certain music. You must like the music mm. I like. No. Mm. Be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't stop being so egotistical that you don't fall into my line of thinking, therefore you're wrong. Mm. Ch- you know. Do you, do you all find... The best, all the best transplants. Do you find, or do you, I guess, do you have an opinion on this idea that when, when dance kind of blew up mainstream, again, in the mid-noughties, say someone like yeah. Skrillex, yeah. I'm sure you're aware that at one point in time, he was the front man of a uh, punk rock emo band where mm. he screamed a lot and that kind of fizzled out and then he got into dance and yep. now he's a Grammy Award winning DJ. Yeah. Do you, uh, and producer. And producer. Yep. As, as a, a fellow producer and DJ, like, d- d- is there any resentment there towards that idea that this guy was once big in the in the rock scene and then kind of that fizzled out and now he's jumped onto this new scene that, again, the mainstream audiences are picking up on? No resentment whatsoever. Mm. Um, I... I, I I mean, would you? No, no resentment whatsoever. Mm. But because I, I know him on a personal level, so I know what kind of guy he is. And he's a great guy. I, um, I, I like the guy. He's, yeah. he's a nice guy. So it's it's, diff, it's difficult to detach. But but you could say, okay, yeah. I, I use another case study: Taylor Beals. Um, you know, everyone always holds them up. You know, like a Radiohead type thing. Oh, they're great. Mm. One of the greatest bands ever. You know, they're, yeah, they're great. Um, they sent Sir Benchmark. Taylor Beals. Um, Love me do. It's a piece of shit. Awful record. Can I swear? You can swear you want. So Neil's, Neil's looking astonished right now. <laughs> no, I, awful, I, that, my awful, face wasn't at you swearing. My face record. was, you no, hate no, love, love me do. It has about six words in the entire song. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect pop song because it's uh, it's hook after hook. It's like it's like an advertisement. It's yeah. like, you know, lollipop, lollipop. Do, you know, it's like, it's and that's awful, a great song. It's an awful record. It's the cheapest trick in the book. Yeah. But you take that record, that got, the Beatles known on a mass appeal mm. and I think something broke within you know whether it's John Lennon or Paul McCartney's brain where it's like we are sick of this mm. like we, we're in this we're in this position now where we can actually do something interesting they stopped touring 
because they couldn't even hear themselves playing. Their popularity got so big, and they're like, let's do something interesting. And they did something interesting, and they they become one of the best acts in the world. It's the equivalent of One Direction, Mm. getting back together and making eight minutes psychedelic records and be like, (laughs) you know, they dropped acid and suddenly, you know, found the, the, the true meaning of life. They said they wanted a breakup. They're um, going to come back, maybe. And that, and that's why you know it's it's incredible. But you know we're to, you know what we were talking about earlier. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Just on a kind of on tangent. <laughs> but we're talking about you know the popularity. You know to stay in true and to the cause mm. and not switching up your music. So you mentioned Squillix. You know one form being in a screamo type band to doing that. No, he's just fun. He's just on his journey, fun, fun his way and just doing what he does and all the best and like 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 the Beatles have and you know you know I mean you put me in the hot seat so I'm gonna put you in the hot seat now go for it is there a band or an artist that you think would be today's Beatles when you said you know love me do they were just belting out these catchy songs that were shit do you think there is an artist today that is doing that that is sorry that's making shit music or well this is yeah just belting out these these catchy repetitive songs that as you said love me do shit don't agree with that Duke but um, it's. I mean, it's 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 a very it's it's a it's a calculated pop record. Mm. No, is the is there anything wrong with calculated pop record? No, because if it if it does the trick, if it no, if it makes people happy, people can get enjoyment out of mm. record. Who are you to say this is shit or not? Mm. Um, it's the music that does that. They, the entire top top forty of radio does that. Mm. The entire system of radio. Radio is a, a dying industry where. Um, they don't want to challenge people because familiarity is what brings this in the ship in. Um, there's very, very, very few songs that will break through on Top 40 Radio that are outside of the formula of making a pop song. Mm. Now, am I the Messiah that's breaking that system? Not really. Yeah. Um, you take um, records I've done, they, they, they have hooks, they have choruses, they have verses. It's not Felonious Monk doing an eight-minute jazz improv. Yeah. Um, but would that ever break through onto on commercial radio? No, I mean commercial is business, and you know, there to to make money is like Spotify. Is there ways to you know, have more popularity within pop music? If you study, I, I study and study and study and study pop music, mm. but there's always something within me was like try and do it slightly different. Mm. I love pop music. Mm. Like yeah, we mentioned like you know lollipop and, and <laughs> songs like that and what's the one bird is the word you know family card did <laughs> yeah. sketch about it i said a bird 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 that one yeah exactly yeah like you gotta be on you gotta be tripping or, or to to make that record it's like you know probably pardon, pardon but there's there is always an ounce for me that wants to do it in a slightly different way mm. um just challenge things a, a little bit and not just be so hell-bent on on Radio plays, and honestly, my, my, the only thing I want to do is just make records that still sound good in ten years, twenty years time. Yeah, uh, I think one or two records. I mean, one in particular, I think has done that, and that's 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 my goal now, just to make music that still sounds good in ten, ten, twenty years. And I, I think if you just put your heart and soul into it a little bit, mm. and just really good at your job, and you know, make good record, you can you can do that. Mm. That's that's my only ambition. You mentioned as well um, that you know you're a big fan of pop music, and you know it's well known fact you you remixed a Whitney Houston song. I think in an, in an interview a couple of years ago, you mentioned that um, Stevie Wonder was one of the first albums you bought. Is there is that right? Sorry, is that is that correct? Um, more, more, my, my dad uh, used to be a record dealer, so mm. you know I was I you know I grew up in an era pre YouTube. You know, if you said to me when I was younger, you can listen to any song at any time. 
then it would have been almost an overload of like, oh my God, what am I going to listen to? So you kind of listen to what you've had. Whereas my dad had this um, record collection which consisted of anything from Motown to psychedelic records to, to whatever. And I just kind of grew up on listening to that, yeah. And, you know, I, I, could, I could talk about Stevie Wonder albums for those, um, you know, so, songs in the key of life and whatever. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's just... I don't know, I love, I love soul music as mm. well, you know, I love soulful performances. Um, that's that's the one that's the one consistency I, I, I do try to bring to to each of my records, though, you know, to work with kind of soul singers or, you know, you take, I did some called Went the Back and us. Mm. Um, a lady called Yolanda Corley is a, a session singer and she used to do vocals for like Massive Attack and it does a lot of soul stuff and she, she did a great job and that's, that, you know, that's the consistency I, I, I have for most of my music um but yeah i i grew up listening to you know stevie wonder records you know like is there now, a, is now, there Prin- a- now prince is gone marcus jackson stevie's yeah. probably like the last legend yeah. probably left in the game really is there anyone that you're listening to right now that you think i mean maybe they're a new artist maybe they're yeah. someone's already established is there one that you're really into right now i mean i've been listening I, i've been li- living in los angeles for the last year mm. so you know, I'm born and bred in London. It's very much electronic scene in London. It's a shame, man, because Craig David is blowing up again. Yeah, he's... Um, <laughs> but I think... Did you used to get Bo Select over here? We did, but I think, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, Owen, but, like, in the, like the that, early that, that 2000s, just, yeah, that kind of... I'm sick for Craig David. Born born to do it. One of the best albums ever. He's a great singer. He's yeah. A, he's a, and, a, and again, I'm, I'm name-dropping all the time. You know, it's not a massive name-job, but I've, I've met him a couple of times. He's, he's a really nice guy. He's I think he's touring smart. Australia next month, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy he's back and, and doing his thing, but it's incredible how that show just destroyed him. Yeah. He, I mean, the guy had to move to America. It was so bad. You know, you can walk down the street with saying, hey, where's Kes? <laughs> where's your piss bag? Um, <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. And then, you know, they say, they say, yeah, but, you know, probably, you know, there's not, nothing wrong, you know, no publicity is bad. No, yeah, there, is. there is bad publicity. Poor guy, yeah. like, Jesus. Um, no, he, he, he's super nice guy. Yeah, he's great focalist. Um, mm. It'd be nice to, I think there's, I think in London and the UK, I mean, like I said, I study culture constantly and scenes and stuff and within within the uk there's definitely an emergence of like soul music coming through more straight back stuff I, I live in los angeles now and what i love about so what kind of music i'm listening to right now there's like this slight emergence of more kind of funk based music and a lot a lot of the um performers in, I, I, especially the rappers is certainly more you got the one side of hip-hop where everybody's like that kind of like in the club strippers mm. and every rapper, you know, saying like, and that's yeah. like every flow. Then you've got the flip side, the likes of Anderson Pack, um, and guys like that. And there's, you know, even Kendrick and there's definitely a really, there's incredible craft to them. And, you know, you take Anderson Pack, like he did an album called Malibu. And it's, it's just, a, it's just a funk record. I, mm. I, you know, it reminds me of listening to, you know, I hope, Ohio players or mm. Parliament of Funk, that kind of, you know, it brings you back. Like, I think the best commercially, rec- commercial record or record that was played at radio in the last year is Charlie Gambino, Redbone. Mm. And yeah, it's a throwback to Parliament of Funk. Yeah. Yeah, it's just revival music. But there's something about revival music that, like in the 80s or 90s, honest music was people trying to make music for the future, like Eurythmics. Um, that was like considered honest music. Nowadays, honest music is considered revival music. So yeah. it's kind of spun 180. Um, 180 or 360? 180. 180, yeah. Yeah. 
Because hasn't gone. Yeah. Slight, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was questioning myself. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, every so often like, a really great song will slip through the net. I mean, you you take, um, like, you know, maybe five times a year, there's a song like uh, Lord uh, Rolls. Mm. Um, very simple production in the sense, very sparse. But the, the message in the song right now was second to none. And mm. it's, I, you know, I, I live for like that kind of music breaking through and, and kind of, you know, brushing off like the boy bands. And, like, you know, I did a song called Ocean Drivers. Mm. I was told the other day it's one of the most played songs on Australian radio. Do you, yeah. th- do you think I get the marketing budget that Justin Bieber gets? <laughs> <laughs> no, so. Is it like, what, what do you, what's the scale do you think? Of the budget? Of, yeah, for him. Oh, Jesus, I don't even know the ratios. Probably. <laughs> well, you know what's fucked up? Like millions. You like mentioned, million to one. Probably. You mentioned the top 40 before. A couple of weeks ago, in the Australian top 20, there was zero Australian artists, yeah, but there were three Bieber songs. And all three of those songs are songs that he features on. They weren't even his songs. Yeah. There was like Despacito, I'm the One, yeah. and I forget the third one. Yeah. But yeah, like the songs that he just features on. That's a, it's a very dangerous thing and not to be... I mean, the one, the one thing I've always respected about, especially Australian radio... Um, and there's, you know, am I allowed to mention radio stations? Sure. You get the likes of um, Triple J and I think it's government funded mm-hmm. um, where there's a responsibility to play a percentage of Australian yeah. uh, based artists. That's, a, you'd be surprised how not many countries around the world. The only country in the world I've seen personally that has the same out, uh, outlook is France. Right. Um, and it's fundamental for musicians to have a lot at the end of the tunnel that one day their the music could be played on radio. Mm. Um, about five years ago in the UK, you had an influx of dance music acts, Disclosure, myself, Rudimental, Route 94, we getting, like, Disclosure got number one album, I got, had a couple of number one songs in the mainstream pop charts, you know, and before that it was this US pop music, mm. pre-ordained, premeditated, millions of pounds spent on promotion we didn't have that and it was as organic a movement within mainstream music as could happen and that's gone again in the uk in the sense that there is no guidelines to to play in emerging uk music there is no jurisdiction and i think it is very important because it's it's you know it's the criminal globalization in the sense that you know you've got all these side deals that get played you know to play these big acts and stuff is you know will hinder someone who has the ability to concentrate and make music full-time as living to to not mm. um so yeah i mean I, it's, it's nice coming to australia and and you know the support i get down there because it's you know i don't want to see like a, I, I i want to see the, um you know australia promote australian artists mm. i say this i'm not an australian i'm you know <laughs> but yeah I mean, besides i mean wait, wait, it's horrible when you say that when you say to me that you know, there's no Australian acts in the top. Yeah. I mean, but what, like, you know, when we, especially when we speak to international artists and we say, you know, are you listening to any Australian acts? The first one is usually Flume. Yeah. Um, then Sia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, besides that, in terms of, like, ones that straight off the top of your head, they're really the only two that people will merely say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I love Flume. Yeah. Um, I mean, are there any Australian acts that you're listening to? Um, I mean, I've got my, my, my favourite kind of hub is, is Future Classics. Mm. Um, they honestly, and, and again, might take offense to this, they're making some of the most forward thinking pop music. Um, for me, pop music is anything that has a focal. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's my due, you know, everybody, it's relative to everybody, but you put a focal on a song, it's a pop song mm-hmm. to me. Um, great label. 
great league one. I've seen, I've been, I've been in and out of Australia for the last 10 years and I've, I've seen where Australia really did have no identity on a dance music level because it was early days of the internet. You know, there was no major hub here for dance acts to come through to the likes of Justice coming over for the first time, like in the early days of MySpace and everything. Like, it's like they're rock stars almost. Mm. And it's like, you know, I've, I'd say Justice probably made more of an impact on Australian dance music than a Calvin Harris, for example. Um, Someone like Empire of the Sun, I think they're yeah. bigger in America than they are in Australia. Like they, they're they huge are, in Australia, don't get me wrong, but they are massive in the US. They're massive in the US because they, they had, um, like, a, their, their music synced to over um, American commercials. So Yeah, yeah they're, I think they're, Walking they're on a Dream last year charted in the US singles chart for like the first time. Hmm. But it was released in 2009. It was specifically because I think it was a yeah. Honda commercial. I found Gaster remixer. You did? Yeah, I think, no, I didn't remix it, but I got asked. <laughs> um, they had a massive in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's interesting because I, I I do think Australia's kind of certainly in the last few years has found its identity mm. um, within within especially dance music, mm. um, and I think it's been a long time coming. And I think you know just geographically, Australia's you know all you know completely out the way of of you know any other continent and you know it's very inspired by the internet and mm. you know listen to that and with you know obviously everybody having access to the internet i think it helped the music scene in in australia greatly and it's just funny you know the last 10 years it's honestly you know a, a label like sorry the label a radio station like triple j is like it's one of the best radio stations in the world mm. um just the quality of music and you know the integrity they have radio stations aren't like that anymore Mm. They just, it's business. Yeah. Pure business. So I remember being in New York and on the DAB, and by dab, I don't mean, <laughs> you know, the DAB radio. Um, I've, I've never dabbed. I've never dabbed out of. You know. Are you doing the dance move dab? What's the dance move dab? Yeah, the dab. The dab. You've never dabbed. But that's not, yeah, but you sit in your chair before you meant there's a whole. Kind oh, of no, that's, that's literally it. The dab, yeah. Yeah. Something wrong, isn't there, about mass. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> what, what would you call it? Mass uh, hysteria? Kind of, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, like kind of, I won't mention the name for it, but like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, with your arms, you do something. It's something, I don't know. Something, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, no, I, no <laughs> I, I do, but I'm stopping myself from talking. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, well, I don't, I don't. But well, yeah, I, I mean, listen, Triple J in New York, and it's like the best radio station I've yeah. you know, was listening to in, in America. But yeah, I got a lot, a, a lot of time for Australian culture, even all the way back to the weird Australian films that used to come out in the, in the <laughs> 80s. Like what? Crocodile, it's Crocodile Dundee. Oh, That's this? another one. Every time we have an international guest, like, I love Crocodile Dundee. Nah, it's awful. Um, I mean, it's like, you got, you got what, what do they call it? Um, Quentin Tarantino did a great documentary about Australian cinema. Yeah. Um, you know, like from the Mad Maxes and just the the obscenity of like just, I, I love it. It's just, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, before you go, um, you know, thank you for coming on, first of all. Thanks, um, we're getting told to wrap it up, but we should mention uh, you are playing the Listen Out Festival. It's touring around the country. It kicks off in Melbourne this Saturday, uh, Perth on Sunday. Then you're in Sydney and Brisbane the following weekend. You're also playing Oh Yes in Adelaide next Friday, I believe. And also, fun fact, you've just been announced uh, to play the Mystery Sound Club night at Ivy. Uh, after your Sydney set, so yeah. looking forward to that, dude. You know more than I do. I don't know. This is me, this is me. This is high tech. This is me reading the dates yeah, off let's, my phone. Let's, let's not act. Um, <laughs> no, but you still don't. No more. I, I look about two days ahead. Of a, of hey, well, before so before I, this I interview, you're like, I can tell you what time 
this starts, I can tell you how long we have for the yeah, interview. Yeah, no, so I'm quite, I'm quite You're on the ball a little bit. But long as you're, I'm in Australia. If I'm, if I'm rolling through your town, swing by. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time. Dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, nice And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>